Hello, hello. Welcome to the Diversity on a Hill podcast. This is the first inaugural number one episode in this new podcast that we're trying to do. Episodio numero uno. Oh, whoa. Spanish. Where did that come from? Oh, I don't know. Is this diversity? Yes, we're diverse in many ways. So let go. me introduce myself and my partner in crime here. I am Pastor Jonathan Montez. That's my full name. Uh, Curcio, Pastor Curcio Moda, is my partner in crime. He'll be calling me Johnny, John, Jonathan. Who knows what he'll be calling me? Probably brother. Right? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll call Curcio, Curcio, or who knows what else. We'll try to keep it clean. No, we will keep it clean. This is a, a, a beautiful, wonderful spiritual podcast. Um, and But I mostly go by PJ. And Curcio, what do you want to be called? What do you want to be known by? I don't know. All right. I have to let the... Uh, listeners go ahead and decide that for themselves. I know that uh, at College Hill, yeah. they call me Pastor K, but... Mr. K. All we'll right. See. Well, since I go by PJ, maybe you can go by PK. That works. I don't know. Whatever. You decide what you want to call him. I'm good with that. All right. Well, hey, we want to again welcome you to this podcast. And basically what this is, is this is a conversation. It's two friends who are having diverse conversations on diverse subjects. And we're striving for unity. That's what we're doing. That's we know, yeah. I mean, in today's world, there's a lot of, uh, well, should we say, what, what should we call it? What would you call it, Curcio? Uh, division? <laughs> that works. That's yeah, a good word. There's a little bit of a division. I didn't want to say animosity. There's a little bit of that too, um, but maybe a lot more division. And, and it seems like in today's culture, uh, there's a, a divisive feeling if you're not for someone, you're against someone, and, and it's really hard to have conversations. I don't know. I, I feel like, for me, it seems like people are having a hard time having conversations these days. What do you think? And that's why we decided to do a podcast. Yeah. Right? So we can maybe emulate a little bit of what we would like to see in conversations. Exactly. Now, we're going to have maybe some tough conversations, some fun conversations. Uh, the genesis of this podcast was really the race uh, situation that's happening right now in the country. That all started, well, didn't start, that exploded uh, with the George Floyd uh, death. And so in thinking through this, we were just kind of discussing how do we discuss this subject because there were just so many divisive ways that people were communicating about this. Exactly, and we were like, hey, how can we have a conversation about this and try to bring people together? That's mm. why we say we're striving for unity. And the idea is we're all human beings when it's all said and done. And we're particularly human beings that are sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. And Boom. that's where we hang our hat. Exactly. And so diversity on a hill. Um, we, are the, we are the church. And God said, you are a light on a hill and a city on a hill cannot be hidden. And as a church, if we're that light, we're not hidden. Mm-hmm. We're not hidden at all. And people are looking towards us to see how do we communicate with each other? How do we deal with problems in our lives? And so this is kind of where we're at. We're a diverse church, but we are a united church. So PJ, I don't know if this actually happened to you, but growing up, it was like all these people telling me all these wonderful things on how we could function and how we can do this. Um, oh no, why we should do these things. But then my question was always, how? How do I do it? So having do, do what specifically? Like, how do I do what they're asking me or challenging me to do? Okay. So then it was like, hey, if we can have a conversation mm -hmm. and we can say, hey, maybe you can try this. Mm -hmm. This is how you can have open conversations on a diverse uh, 
topic, right? And I'm not saying we're perfect, mm-hmm. right? Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this is exactly how we're, how you should do it and there aren't going to be any mistakes made. And we'll address that a little bit later on. But the idea is we want to give you a how because we really want to equip you to continue being that light on a hill. Okay. Awesome. Well, I love it. Hey, so m- most weeks, uh, we're just going to have a conversation on a topic. Uh, the first few uh, topics will probably be on the racial situation in the country. That's fair. That is kind of what started us down this road. But we will move to different topics because we have diverse thoughts on many diverse topics. And as a church, I feel like we need to not be afraid to talk about these things and, you know, to banter it back and forth and see what happens. And now me and Chris, you happen to be friends. We happen to agree on a lot of things, but we do disagree on some things as well. Yes, we do. Yes. And we are going to try to have guests on from time to time and talk to them about those thoughts as well and have conversations with them. Now, the neat thing is because we're a diverse city, right, mm-hmm. uh, we're not just going to talk about religion all the time. We are going to implement sports and you're going to hear mm-hmm. about Maybe some politics, maybe not the direction we want to go, but you might hear about it. Uh, you'll be hearing a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, what's happening in the world, mm-hmm. not just what's happening in America. So like we said, there's going to be a whole lot of different topics we're going to touch on. And the idea is always we're striving for unity and uh, we understand. And this is the baseline for those of you who do not know who PJ or myself are. Our baseline is that we're all children of God. Beautiful. Well, hey, listen, we're going to take a small break here. And really what that means in podcast system is we're going to put a little bit of music over this and we're going to pause for a couple seconds and then start talking in just a couple more seconds. So, hey, hang on. Listen to this music. Welcome back. Glad you enjoyed uh, that intermission, I'm assuming you did. Uh, now yeah, we're going to go. You, wait, wait, wait. Well, okay, we'll get into that in a second. Hey, the music was dope. No, 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 I know. But you were assuming something. And that's, well, we should use that later because that's a great transition later. Oh, okay. Well, first, tell me your philosophy <laughs> of ministry. All right. Here's my philosophy of ministry. And here's why it's important because, once again, it speaks to the name of our podcast, Diversity on a Hill. I'm the youth director for the Georgia Cumberland Conference. And many people expect the youth director to do youth events. And I do youth events, and I am in charge of the summer camp here as well. However, I have a, my philosophy is it goes a little deeper than just youth, because I believe that we are the body of Christ as the church. Mm-hmm. And in Corinthians, Paul talks about this body of Christ and how each part is important and integral to the church and showing the beautiful light of Christ. Mm-hmm. So for me, I try to do things as inclusive as possible when I can. Obviously, we're going to have youth events that are just for youth. But to me, a church that is beautiful operates with every age, every demographic working together, doing something in the church. And it goes to race. It goes to gender. It goes to all these different things that make us different. But together, we make up the body of Christ. And each one is just as important, right? Right. And so that's my philosophy, and that's what's going to also guide this podcast as well. We are gearing this towards youth and young adults, but also to adults as well, and maybe even older people. We want everyone to be able to come to the table and have a conversation 
And that's my philosophy of ministry. I love it. Well, you know, as the youth pastor at the College Church, um, I, again, the focus is youth, right, where I'm ministering. But I do believe that, like you, it's a collective body, and we all have a, a role to play. Um, but the truth is, my philosophy is really grounded on one thing, which is I must decrease so God can increase. Mm, so being selfless, being humble, thinking of others and putting them before yourself is really was at the core of my ministry, right? And I always want to equip people to be able to grow because we're all growing and we're always going to continue to grow. When we get to heaven, we're going to be learning uh, about God's love for eternity. So the truth is, it's a never-ending process of growth and really having this conversation. I know we're going to dive into our ground rules here on how our conversation is going to go and how we would like people to treat our conversations. Um, but just know that growth is, is of utmost importance and being uh, selfless and aware of others too. Growth, yeah, that is actually one of our ground rules, but we'll get to that right now because we're going to go over ground rules for our conversation because conversations are important. However, many times we kill conversations because we don't follow certain guidelines. Mm -hmm. Now, this most of the time is going to be pretty unscripted. Sure. We're going to set topics and we're just going to talk. But we still have to gr have ground rules. The first ground rule that we have, and this is for you listening as well, and we're going to have a, an email and some ways to communicate with us. We expect you to communicate with us the same way. Mm -hmm. The first one is one of respect. We want to respect mm -hmm. one another. That's right. We have to. I mean, again, we're different and mm -hmm. we understand that. And we, when we talk about unity, we're not talking about uniformity, which means that you and I are not going to think the same. You know, we don't look the same. We didn't grow up the same. And God doesn't expect us to be the same. Otherwise, he would have created us all the same. Exactly. It's not like we're stormtroopers, right? And we're right. clones <laughs> of uh, one person. So the idea is that we're going to need to be able to respect each other because that is going to help us have open and honest conversations. So go ahead, PJ. What's the other Ooh, ground rule? Openness. Look at that. Well, you're, you're a pro at this. Well, our second one is openness. And this goes two ways. It's being open and honest. Because a true conversation you can only have when you are honest. Mm -hmm. The second part of that is being open-minded to other thoughts. We don't want to live in an echo chamber. Mm. We want to be able to explore other people's ideas and compare them in contrast to Scripture, by the way, mm -hmm. and make sure that they, they jive with Scripture. But we want to have those two uh, parts to openness. Yeah, and this is kind of what we're trying to get you to... to to know that we're going to treat ourselves this way, mm -hmm. where we're going to listen to understand and not listen to respond mm -hmm. or just debate. We might end up debating. Well, I might there. do a little bit of that. Well, I mean, that's inevitable. But the point is <laughs> <laughs> that we're going to ultimately uh, listen to understand, exactly. understand where we're what our perspective is. And um, and then if it leads to some debate, sure, that's inevitable and expected. But again, we're going to treat each other with respect. Um, but, you know, when you have these conversations, too, some things pop up. I think we talked about it earlier. Um, wait, was that assumptions? assumptions? Wait, wait, wait. How do we feel about assumptions? Well, I don't like them because you assumed people like the music and they might not. Ooh. I mean, come on. Shame. They might have hated it. So, <laughs> I uh, hope yeah, not. Number three is we don't want to assume anything or we don't want you to jump to conclusions. We may say something that you don't agree with. And you may just jump to the conclusion that, oh, they're this or they're that. They said this, so thus they may have voted for that person. 
Uh oh. That's a dangerous road to go down because I believe people are more complex than that. Well, you know, be said that this podcast is clean, so I'm not going to go explicit on what assume means, right? But okay. the idea is that uh, we want you to seek the clarity. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a way for you to connect with us. If you're not completely sure about something that we said, shoot us an email, all right? And then we'll be able to, to have that conversation. If you're wondering what that email is, it's simple it's diversityonahill at gmail.com. Diversity with a C. Thank you for that clarity. Oh, Look, ooh, there you go. There we go. We're not assuming that it's spelled right. like the diversity that we know. Exactly. It is diversity with a C. I love it. Now, I want I kind of want to piggyback on that a little bit because I know that um, when it comes to assuming, I, I really believe this is, is an important thing we need to talk about because I know that just a little illustration in my life, I've preached a few sermons in my life mm-hmm. and I have had come people come talk to me after the sermon and tell me uh, they disagreed with me on my sermon. And they would point out a one sentence that I said in the middle that they didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. Now, if you took that one sentence and took it out of context, like they did, or said, hey, this was what your sermon was about, they were wrong because my whole sermon was actually not about what they had said it was. But I did use a phrase in there uh, to make a point. And so we just want to make sure that we're not doing that with each other when we have conversations with each other. Yeah. And we want to take another step further where we're saying, look, we know what happens when we assume. When we assume, we go down this path and we shut down. We stop listening. Mm. And part of that whole concept of being open minded and then being respectful, it gets thrown out of, the, you know, thrown out with the baby. Yeah. Bathwater with the baby. Baby with the bathwater. I yeah, don't know. Whatever that cliche is. All right. There you go. Yeah. But the idea is we want to be able to maintain that openness and that respect and that open mind. Uh, throughout the entire conversation, even while you're listening. Yeah. So if you feel like you're going to go down that assumption rabbit hole, stop yourself yeah. and understand that assumptions are not welcome. Yeah, stop and listen to the whole thing. But what is welcome is mistakes. <gasps> I know, right? Here's the thing. We're going to make mistakes at some point when we have a conversation. Inevitable. We're going to say something dumb, or once again, you may sim- say something we may say something you don't agree with that maybe two weeks from now, as we think about it, because of this conversation, we'll be like, you know what? Actually, my mind has changed. I, I see where I went wrong. We're going to talk about some things later on in today's podcast about kind of this, this concept a little bit when it comes to communication. But allow us to make mistakes because we're going to make them. Wait, wait. Are you saying that we don't know it all? I know nothing. And you're saying that we're not perfect? <laughs> I'm not even close. I Dude. Mean, you're pretty perfect. Your oh, voice is silky smooth, by the way. No, I don't and know about that. This, uh, it's the know. microphone. No, it's not because it's not working with mine. It's different microphone. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> you need to give me the good microphone. Anyways, <laughs> let's get back on track here. Uh, allow us to make mistakes because the best way to learn is really by making mistakes. Sad but true. Yeah. I mean, it's when I sin that I realize I need Christ. Yes, it would have been nice to, to know it b- beforehand, though. <laughs> and it's when I sin multiple times that I realize how important His grace is. Amen. And so allow us to make mistakes. We're, and let's not, let's not crucify people for making mistakes. Yes, and that's why another ground rule is to extend grace. Mm-hmm. Mm. Extend that grace. Yes. The grace that you want to be received. Beautiful. That you want to receive, sorry. You know? Because the truth is, you're not perfect either. If you're listening to this, you live on earth. And if you live on earth, you live with sin. And if you live with sin, guess what? You're imperfect. Well, uh, do you think the angels aren't listening to this? 
because you just said, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're not perfect. I'm hoping that my angels are listening to this. Well, my garden angels listening. Yeah, so but you, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying they, you, you, once again, you assumed that everyone listening was a human being. See, I'm there's saying, a mistake right there. Saying. Please extend me some <laughs> grace, baby. <laughs> That's the whole idea. Uh, see, and this is why we said it's so important to understand that, hey, mistakes will be ha- will happen. And when they do, think grace. Don't think um what's the other word um condemnation I condemnation know. that's a big word I didn't, bam I don't like that one. Anyways. yeah so that's that's the word i was looking for uh get used to that curse you i'm gonna call you out so many times i, I like to do that i love it it's let's, gonna be a problem let's do it so right, this right. is a growth opportunity which oh. is our last one see ooh. that Ooh, you're just on it so so are we gonna grow together pj is that is that the goal that is the goal we want to grow together we want all of us who are listening and having these conversations to grow that is the point of having conversations. Lovely. Hey, PJ, now we're on the hill. Awesome. Curcio, what does that mean? What do you mean, what does that mean? We got to, hey, look, we're diversity on a hill. Oh, that's right. All right. So here's what on the hill means. On the hill means it's our topic of the day or our headline of the day or what we're going to be conversing about. So this is what our segment's going to be called. It's going to be called On the Hill. Good. No assumptions. Thank you for the clarity. This is what we're talking about right here. Drop the mic moment. That's right. That's right. All right. So on the hill today is we are going to talk about conversations and do we allow people to have honest conversations? Ooh, that's a good one. And here's where we're going to start. Obviously, like I said, it was the racial tension that got us moving towards this. And we're going to talk a little bit about some maybe controversial statements or controversial ways people handled certain statements. And so I want to bring to the table, and some of these are a little bit older, but I believe it's it's good to go back and to take a look at some of these older stories to see, are we allowing people to have honest conversations? I'm all for it. All right. And uh, I think we're going to go down the sports road. Sports right now. road. Yeah, we're two guys. We love sports. Sorry, we will be talking about sports. From so time if to you time. don't like sports, OK, just know that uh, it's not always going to be sports. Not always. But we may uh, lean in that direction. Yeah, there, there will be times because I read the sports section and then stories pop out. Yes, we do. But here's here's the first story. Now, what once again, this was, I don't know, this was maybe about a year ago. I don't know the exact time. I'm trying to, to pull that up, but I can't remember it. But there was a while back ago where LeBron James, and I think everyone knows who LeBron James is. Yeah, some people say he's the best basketball player. Some people would say that. I wouldn't say that. Okay. I mean, he's pretty good. He's good. Um, He's a really good basketball player that everyone knows. Yes. Let's just put it that way. Um. He was on, I think he was on a podcast or a show, and he was talking about political matters. I think he was talking about Colin Kaepernick's kneeling. Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. I think it was in a barbershop then. It was in a, either in a barbershop or in a car. Okay. Well, he was but somewhere. either way, he was having this conversation, and they were recording him. And there was a certain um, news anchor. Do you know who she was? Laura Ingram. Oh. So she was from a conservative news uh, outlet. We'll call it Fox. Um, <laughs> and they were talking about this conversation that he was having, uh, with a friend of his. Now, obviously it was a one-sided conversation, but he was talking about the kneeling and things on that topic. And Laura said something interesting. She basically called him out and said, keep the political comments to yourself. 
shut up and dribble. You remember that? Ah, yes. Thank mm. you. Thank you for the refresher. Yes. Now, that was a very uh, harsh statement. To say the least. Just to say the least. Um, now, obviously, he's not a political, uh, he's not a politician. Right. And so, I guess on some level, maybe she said, hey, he doesn't know everything he's talking about because he's not a politician. He's a, he's a basketball player, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's maybe not an expert in this situation. However, what she said was very volatile. It was very, I don't know. What do you feel about it? I mean, if, when you heard it, what did you think? Well, I think that they violated some of our ground rules. They violated a lot of our <laughs> ground rules. <laughs> uh, you know, apparently she has this idea. She has this idea that athletes aren't necessarily as educated as, I guess, a politician. Mm -hmm. And um, again, this is me assuming now, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to call it out for what it is because okay. I don't know Laura Ingram. Okay. Okay. And I don't watch Fox News, so I don't, you know, okay. I, I wouldn't know. But the point is, apparently, whatever he was saying w was, according to her perspective, not something that he should be commenting on. Mm -hmm. And um, instead of respecting the man, uh, she disrespected him and basically told him, stick to what you do know, where mm -hmm. I'm assuming that you know. And uh, didn't honestly give him a, a, a fair shot to actually hear him through and see if what he was saying had any validity. Okay, let me play the other side of this. Play it. What if, and I do believe uh, LeBron might have been talking about this as well, but what if he wasn't agreeing with the president in a way that she thought was disrespectful? Well, you know, she's entitled to that. Mm -hmm. She's entitled to feel like the, the presidency deserves a certain level of respect. Mm -hmm. And um, that's her prerogative. But at the end of the day, LeBron can still express his thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. Like it's his, his personal opinion. And um, she can agree to disagree. Right. And uh, she still could have treated him with respect. But when you're telling somebody shut up and dribble, mm -hmm. you're basically saying, hey, look, this is not your arena. Don't even come this way. Right. Is the message that's being uh, portrayed. So, again, how did I feel about that? I, I don't think that that's the way you, we should be treating each other. Sure. And uh, I think that, that it's not just according to how the the uh, how people react to the president, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I think it's when it comes to Bible, when it comes to um, uh, race issues, mm -hmm. when it comes to money issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just you just don't know the experience that somebody has had. Mm -hmm. Like like here, let's talk about been in ministry for 13 years now. Yeah. I pastored Spanish churches. I've sp I've pastored English churches. Oh, well, I've let, let, let me pause here for a second. And I know we're getting a little off topic. Sorry, folks. And Curcio is going to, he's going to hate me at times because I, I, I do this a lot. Go ahead. But tell me a little bit about, you already doing that, but I want you to tell me a little bit about your ethnicity and your experience because just so people know where you're coming from and you were starting that. That's fine. Yeah. And the idea is you're listening to us. You're probably halfway through the podcast and you're saying, I don't know who these guys are. Who are they? Yeah. <laughs> the idea is, hey, let me help you out with that so we can eliminate the assumption. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I was born in New York okay. uh, to Dominican parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I am what that's considered second generation immigrant, first generation immigrant. I mean, I don't know how you want to yeah, I don't dub know. We that. probably should research that. Yeah, it's a good yeah. idea. But the idea is that um, I was born here in the States. I love the United States of America. Mm -hmm. um, I am happy of the opportunities it offered me. And I know that's why my parents came here to begin with. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the concept is got called to ministry uh, two years into college and uh, you know accepted the call and, and 
been pastoring since 2007 officially. Okay. Right. So, um, I've had a lot of different experiences. I'm not trying to give myself any validity. Like I said, I don't, I'm not an expert in anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, the only thing I know is that I love people and, uh, I'm glad we get to do this together. Right. So you've been ministering for 13 years, as you were saying. Yes. And you've had a lot of experiences with people, span, uh, pastored Spanish churches, uh, American churches. Yep, both in the regional setting and in the state setting. Okay. We'll talk about that at some point in time. Oh, that's coming up at some point. Yeah. Um, all right, so... How I, about you? Johnny, I, tell us about you. Well, well, well. let's finish this. I don't, I don't know. I probably took you t way off course. No, you're fine. But what were you trying to say with that? So what I was trying to say is that I've seen myself in mm -hmm. circumstances prior mm -hmm. where I would do the same thing that Laura said. Mm -hmm. I'm going to check your credentials and see if mm -hmm. this is something you know. Exactly. And then I'm going to give validity or weight to what you're saying based on your, your resume, right. if you will. Right. So I get where she's coming from. And I found myself doing that prior. But mm -hmm. then I understood, mm -hmm. you know what? We're different. Mm -hmm. And only because I may not be a quote unquote expert in something. It's still, even with the name expert, doesn't mean you know it all. I mean, right. just ask the doctors right now with this corona issue, mm -hmm. right? All these doctors seeing things a lot of different ways. It doesn't mean that they're experts or, or uh, expert doesn't mean you know it all. Sure. But it does have more weight because I'll listen to Dr. Fauci quicker than I listen to my cousin. Mm. Tell me about, you know, the, the virus. So it, it happens, but only because my cousin is not a doctor, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that he's not knowledgeable. Right. based on how much education or how much time he's spent reading and investigating the topic. Mm -hmm. So all of that to say we offer respect and we give people the opportunity to be honest and share their perspective when we give them the opportunity to speak and we respect what they say. Sure. Well, that, that's wonderful. And, you know, that that's kind of an interesting uh, kind of thing as well when we talk about both of them, because Laura Ingram is obviously a political analyst so she probably feels like she understands a lot about the political arena. Mm -hmm. However, LeBron James is African-American, and he was talking about some of those challenges as well, where Laura Ingram is not African-American. And so she has no idea um, what that means for LeBron on a day-to-day -day basis and how that affects perhaps what policies he was uh, talking about. And so there, there's definitely some things where I do feel like both of them uh, could have been well suited to have a sit down and have a conversation with each other. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously that wasn't what LeBron was trying to do. I'm not saying he should have done that instead because he was in, in his context and that would have taken him out of that context. Right. But there was definitely some, some, you know, interesting dynamics happening there. But why I bring up this subject is because when we, more recently we've talked about the George Floyd and the black lives matter and the response to that and, and, this conversation has been very uh, divisive in, in certain areas. And so we, we come back to, to sports again because then we have more recently uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees? Drew Brees. I, I love Drew Brees. Uh, good quarterback. Good quarterback. Yeah, really good quarterback. And he's done a, a lot for his community. Yes, he has. He has done a lot for his community. Um, however, in speaking, someone asked him a question about the kneeling. Mm -hmm. uh, for the national anthem and his response was um basically I'm, I'm paraphrasing but he basically said um i wouldn't i i wouldn't support someone or i wouldn't kneel for the flag out of respect for the flag right and the story behind that is that when he watches 
the honoring of the national anthem as it's played and the flag is being waved and what have you at the games, he's thinking about his grandparents, mm. uh, his grandfathers, particularly one of them was in the army. The other one was in the Marines. Uh, and he's thinking about their service. And he says sometimes it brings him to tears. You know, he's so happy of all the freedoms that we have. Mm. Well, the challenge that, that Jabriz has with that comment, and you know he got a lot of backlash for here, this. I got the comment right here. All right, go ahead. I will never agree with anyone disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Right. And right. And, and, and this is that, that was the story, the backstory of why he said mm-hmm. what he said. And then, but what Jabriz failed to realize is that part of what his grandparents fought for uh, was for people to have the freedom to speak. And I think Malcolm Jenkins, which is his uh, teammate, you know, refuted him in that because he's saying, dude, how can you tell us something like this? You're in essence telling us this is not the way we're not going to listen to you if you do it this way. But the truth is, what is the right way? If we go down into history before I I, I, I let you in, if we go down into history, there is no right way to protest. There is no right time to protest. It's kind of like when you're going to have a kid. You know, it's never a right time to have the kid. But the kid is coming. Yeah. Okay. So the idea is we have to, you know, really check ourselves when it comes to how we think it should be done and then go into history and find out, hey, how was it tried and how was it um, embraced or rejected? It sounds like you have some thoughts on protest, but I don't want to go down that road yet because I believe that's another that's another episode. Sure. But what I want why I bring out this Drew Brees thing is because of the reaction of some of his teammates and the NFL people Mm -hmm. as a response. They jumped on his back, and I don't believe they allowed him. They didn't follow some of our ground rules, and that's why we're bringing Mm -hmm. up some of this. That's right. They did not allow Drew Brees to make a mistake. True. Because they all of a sudden started to kind of jump on his back, and, and, and I felt like they were judging him. Okay. They, they jumped to a conclusion from from what I was seeing in the responses. Like, I'm not even going to shake hands with that guy. How dare he? You know, I can't be a teammate with someone like that. Even though Drew Brees had shown through work, through his community and interactions with his fellow players that he seemingly is a good guy. Well, here and here's the, 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 the challenge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? The, the challenge is when people do good, we want to put them on a pedestal. Mm. And the problem is when that person demonstrates that they're human, mm-hmm. we have to extend grace to them because mm-hmm. mistakes will be will happen because they're human. Sure. This is what we were saying earlier. Humans make mistakes. Yeah. It's inevitable. Not the angels that are listening to no, you, right, the by angel. the way. Okay. Right. But, but the idea is, you know, you have to understand that, number one, you shouldn't put any human on a pedestal. Right. Let's start there. Because we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. We've all sinned and fallen short. So if that's the case, nobody should be placed on a pedestal. Ooh, pedestal. That reminds me of another episode. Never mind. Continue. All right. That works. So the idea is, you know, who would have thought that Jubrees would, would, would hurt the very community he's been helping all mm-hmm. this time? Mm-hmm. And that was part of the challenge that he faced. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like we do need to extend a level of grace mm-hmm. and of mercy to people, understanding that people make mistakes. Sure. And, and, and so when I, when I read the story, another reason why I bring it up is because, well, Laura Ingram came back into the story. Oh, she did? She did. She commented on this, too? She commented on this. Oh, man. All right. And she told, uh, in, in Fox News, she defended Drew Brees by saying he's allowed to have his view about what kneeling in the flag mean to him. That's a true statement. However, 
when she did not agree with LeBron James, that same grace was not extended to my boy LeBron. There you go. That she did extend to my boy Drew. Mm-hmm. Come on now. She didn't say just shut up and throw the ball. She could have. She could have, which would have been in line and consistent. Now, once again, I want to try to extend grace to Laura Ingram because obviously we have our hot button topics and obviously that made her upset. But that is why I bring it up, because even when our conversations with each other, uh, do we allow people to make mistakes? Do we allow people to be honest about what they believe? Because it's only when I understand that you're being honest with me that I can say, oh, wait, hey, listen, let me let me talk to you about this. If if I'm afraid to be honest about something, by the way, I will never change my mind because I will never say what I truly believe. And this is why it's so important when we were talking about it earlier about having an open mind, you mm-hmm. listen to understand. Mm-hmm. You don't listen to respond or to debate. And part of that is asking questions afterwards, follow-up. For instance, if I was a teammate of Drew, I would have said, hey, Drew, what did you mean by that? Let's, let's have a conversation here before I go and tell my opinions to a, to a media person about how terrible you are for saying that remark. I love it. I think the Bible tells us about that in Matthew 18. Come on now. <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it does. It says go to the person. That's where you start. Right, right. Not social media. What? That's not where you go? <laughs> what? Oh, man. Not Instagram? What? No. Not Snapchat? What? Well, that, that, it's very interesting because you take me to a very interesting place here because all of this does remind me of Facebook. Now, I mm. don't have a Facebook personally. Um, I'm not huge into the social media. I do have an Instagram account, but I don't, I love the pictures. Um, I tell people I was tricked into being in the social media, uh, <laughs> but that's a story for another day. That's all right. Uh, um, but I don't have a Facebook, but my wife has one and the camp has one. So from time to time I'll read my wives. And during one of these debates, there was a black lives matter thing that came up. And all of a sudden I saw this list of church people who I all knew having this Mm -hmm. supposed conversation, right? But the way they were acting and the way they were talking wasn't open-minded. It wasn't allowing people to make mistakes. Mm. And it wasn't wasn't gracious. Makes it tough, doesn't it? And I believe that as a church, we cannot be that city on a hill that we want to be if we are attacking each other. Absolutely. Now we can disagree and we can have conversations, but in, in, in what really disturbed me, it not only was it uh, vitriolic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or with animosity, but it was also in the public arena. In other words, they were attacking each other in the public arena. In other words, other people were reading this. Which is creating division. Precisely. So this is what we're addressing here, where we're saying, you know, we're we're trying to be diversity on a hill, talking Mm -hmm. about how we are the light of the world, right? Mm -hmm. And where you shine light, darkness goes, Mm -hmm. right? But in darkness, there's division. There can be, right? Right. Because you kind of don't have an idea where you are, where you're going. So the idea is we want to make sure that we lay that groundwork with those around us, that they can see that we are a light. We're not trying to divide and separate people. We're trying to bring them together. Mm. And in our behavior, in our words, in our actions, in our interactions, uh, we're showing if we are for light or darkness. Well, and so that's kind of t- today's topic, but I also want to add one more uh, quick story to this, if we have time. What, how are sure. we doing on time there, buddy? We're okay. We got a couple more minutes. All right, we got a couple more minutes. Deshaun Jackson. 
he decided that he was going to, to post some remarks that were anti-Semitic. Yes, he did. What does anti-Semitic mean? It, it, you tell me. <laughs> I use a big word. You explain it now. So here's the definition. A person who dis- discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. Okay. So the comments he made were viewed as anti-Semitic. Okay. And they were attributed, actually, to Hitler. That's not a good quote to be quoting <laughs> at any point Yeah, in don't time. start there. Yeah, don't know. That's, that's a bad place to start or end. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so he, he said these remarks. And why I'd like to bring this up is because I do believe that the reaction towards him was not the same as Drew Brees'. Okay, explain. I believe he was given a little more grace from other African-Americans. Hmm. They were a little bit more patient and said, oh, this is just a distraction. Uh, they called it a distraction from what they were trying to do. And they said, well, he needs to... It, there wasn't that quick initial vitriol and that quick initial, well, how can I play with this guy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like, uh, he shouldn't have said that. Uh, and it was a little bit more... It was a little more gracious. And I want to talk about that as well, because I believe that as, as people, we seem to be more gracious towards our own. Mm. So, for instance, if some kid makes a mistake, I, you know, I get mad at him and I say, oh, that kid's a punk. If it's my own kid, I was like, oh, man, that's bad. I might get angry with him, but I'm going to obviously extend more grace to my, to my own kind. And I don't believe that's fair either. Agreed. And uh, only because you and I are both Latin American, <laughs> you're going to go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself before we end this podcast. But the idea is, you know, we're going to be uh, patient with each other, but not because we're one of the same, if you will. Uh, we do understand that what binds us together, and we keep repeating this mm-hmm. because we want you to keep this in mind is the fact that we are brothers in Christ. Exactly. We may have different parents, but we're still brothers because we serve uh, and accepted God as our Heavenly Father. That's right. And in these stories, we're probably not going to see that because perhaps they're not coming from a biblical or Christian worldview, uh, but we will be. So we will be kind of banging that drum a lot. But as a church and as people of Christ, we want to make sure we learn from the mistakes of others and not emulate them ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't want to keep saying, well, listen, that person said something I don't agree with, so they're this, they're this, they're this, they're this. While at the same time, my brother may be making the same mistake, and I'm not calling them out as I should as well. Yeah, and I, I mean, I want to take this also to, to the level of Instead of finding ways to divide and mm. say, you know what, I'm not going to extend this grace to you because you are Puerto Rican and I'm Dominican or mm-hmm. something like that. We actually say, you know what, I am going to start by extending grace to you because we are children of God. Mm-hmm. I think that if we find a, a platform or, or uh, that field where we're saying, OK, we're going to stand here, we're going to start from this point. Mm. We start from a point of finding what we have in common mm. versus what makes us different. And that'll lead to a... Um, to being able to cover our ground rules. Awesome. Well, we brought up these stories on the Hill just to point out kind of a little bit of our ground rules and kind of to use them as illustrations to how we want to have our conversations. Now, please tell them a little bit about yourself, Johnny. All right. Before we go, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I was born in Orlando, Florida to Puerto Rican parents. So I too am a first generation 
American Hispanic. Now, it's it's a little bit different with me because Puerto Ricans are born American citizens. That's correct. So when my parents came over, there was no issue. There was no passport. I, I just came. Um, now, I am of a lighter skin. So most people don't realize that I am ethnic or Puerto Rican until maybe I start to speak Spanish or, or, or some other thing. Uh, my brother across from me is of the darker skin, and many times you have been mistaken for African-American. African-American. Mm-hmm. And you, you have dealt with some of those things. So those are c- kind of some of the things we bring to the table. Um, as you can tell, um, I have no accent, so I have probably felt much uh, less, I don't know, things that maybe other people have felt in their lives. Um, and we'll talk about that, that a little bit at another time as well. We don't want to get too deep in the weeds. We have many, many conversations to have. But we just kind of wanted to open up this conversation, introduce ourselves, and we hope that you'll listen. We'll get better at this, by the way. You and, know, And we're glad that you're going to join us on this. Yeah. Because we know that, again, one of our ground rules is growth. Growth. <laughs> so we're going to yeah. grow together. and We hope you continue to tune in again, connect with us. Uh, through our email again, it is diversity with a C mm-hmm. on a hill at gmail.com. Email us questions, email us topics you would like us to talk about. We probably have the next two or three planned out, but we want to know what you want to hear about, what conversations you would like us to have. Uh, but like I said, the next few, the first few episodes will deal more on kind of racial uh, topics. Uh, And even if you feel like you've heard too much about that, join us. It's going to be a candid conversation. We're going to be honest with you. And we hope that we can just grow together and more more importantly, grow closer to Christ as a result of these things as well. That's the goal. All right. And uh, we'll we'll bring some segments. We're going to have some fun with these things as well. Um, you'll you'll notice over time as I loosen up, I'm going to start to to joke around a little bit more. We're we're going to have fun with this. Um, But join us again. No, no, in a week or two. We don't know how much we can get together, but we'll figure this out as we go. Yes, we will, and we'll we'll get a rhythm. All right. Much love, grace, and peace. This is PJ, and I'm out. <laughs> this is Pastor K. See y'all later. Blessings.